Yo, everybody, welcome to session five of Subs Lie Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It's your boy, Jay, aka Versace Vegeta, aka Goku Shattered Dreams. <laughs> Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Brother D, back at you again to talk about these two great movies. Ha! <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a nice little adventure here talking about Dragon Ball Z movies 7 and 9 here uh, with Super Android 13 and BoJack Unbound. But before we get into those, dog, how you been? How you been with Man, I've been going, doing pretty damn good. Uh, Like, a lot's been going on in terms of sports, you know. Again, Summer League is going on for the NBA, so I've been really tuned in, looking at the young cats. I've been really impressed with some kind of eh at some others. But other than that, like, life has just been around sports for this whole week for me. Yeah. With the man, what about you? Okay. Man, you know, honestly, is I have been doing a lot to just get back into the field where I was at as a kid with these Dragon Ball Z mm. uh, stories, man. So especially when I've been going back and rewatching some of these movies, I'll go back and watch old specials or things that I was into related to Dragon Ball Z at the time. So uh, I've been pl- playing some Dragon Ball Z uh, Legends from PS1. Oh, that's you a remember? good that's uh, a good ass game. That's a good ass game, yo. Underrated the, ass game. Shit. Exactly, exactly. That's it. for those who don't know, that's the one game that didn't make it to the States for the, the PS1. And y'all can definitely expect me to stream that pretty soon over on Switch. Oh, but aside true. from that, I also went and watched uh Dragon Ball Z Plan to Eradicate the Science, uh, which was the uh OVA special that came out with a Palladia game by Bandai, which uh essentially is uh the unofficial movie right like mm-hmm. they're the the you've got goku gohan piccolo vegeta trunks all fighting against frieza cooler turles and lord slug right like it's then then there's a there's a whole person that's brought them all together it's interesting stuff uh maybe one day we'll we'll talk about that but uh been getting into that, man. Um, playing some games here lately as well. Uh, I went into Sonic Origins for a little bit, man. Oh, really been enjoying that. Um, just being able to play through all the old old Genesis Sonic games all in one go has been yes. really fun. Yes, sir. Uh, and you know, I'm definitely a guy that that loves the emulators, but I will say the presentation of this. It's got me a little bit, man. Like, oh, I, that's sweet. I really dug what they brought to this with there being the 16 9 uh, display and everything like that. So, yeah, playing some of that. Um, and really just as always, man, get into these Dragon Ball Z movies, man. Yes, sir. That's all we do around here, man. We got to make sure we get into the the DBZ feel. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. Yes, sir. That, that's why, I, like I say, I, I've been trying to get tapped into where I was at back then because these two movies, interesting enough, back when I was really getting into Dragon Ball Z, it wasn't just the Toonami stuff. It was also the fan sub tapes uh, that my <laughs> uncle would have back in the day. And for instance, we did have a, a tape that had movies um, seven, nine, and thirteen, and then we had another tape that had eight, ten, and twelve on it, right? Ooh. But the yep. seven, nine, and thirteen tape was the one we got first. So it's really interesting that we're going into to those movies here today because 
my first experience of any sort of like Japanese fan subs, uh, Dragon Ball Z back in the day were these two movies in like one VHS we had. So I had to take myself back there because it brought me back there. But I will say, man, watching these movies with a new eye has uh, has definitely led me uh, just a different feel than I had back then. <laughs> I need. I would love to hear that. I, <laughs> I don't want to get in too much yet, but yeah, I I feel you on that one. Yeah, before we get into it though, let's at least start somewhere good with Extreme Battle: The Three Great Super Saiyans, also known as Dragon Ball Z Movie Seven in the states, Super Android Thirteen. Dr. Jiro met his untimely doom at the hands of one of his own offspring. But even though his life was snuffed out, deep in the caverns of his laboratory, his twisted brilliance lived on. Unknown to the world above, a supercomputer was diligently working to realize the doctor's dark dream, to create the ultimate indestructible android killing machine. So, brother D, tell me, man, as you were going through this, I know we were spending a lot of time just trying to consider, you know, what it was like for Japan at the time, whenever they got this movie. Brother, man, this movie, when I first got into this movie back then, really, really cool. You know what I'm saying? Really cool for me, because, again, the selling point really is... These three Super Saiyans. And as a kid, I really liked Super Saiyans. Like, who didn't, honestly? True. Like, who didn't? Like, and to see three of them at the same time, that's like, that's a real big selling point. That's exactly uh, right. Like, that's really a big selling point. Because, I uh. mean, to be real with you, that's exactly how they sold the movie over there. That's like literally just <laughs> the name of the movie in and of itself. Because at the time, they're in the Android arc, right? Yeah. We've got the early era where they're facing off against 17 and 18. And at no point in the show do you, or the manga, do you ever get time for these three first Super Saiyans to fight in the same battle. Yeah. Goku was either um, laid up in bed due to the hard virus, or you would have one set of father and son training in the room of spirit and time. While the other one was out fighting, right? Yeah. Yep. So when we keep that in mind, we have to consider, you know, this is summer of 1992, July 11th, 1992, to be specific, right? So yep. we're looking at the 30th anniversary of this movie here. Like, Jesus. <laughs> right in the same week of when this episode drops. So really, really wild to consider. Like, this movie came out 30 years ago specifically, right? Yeah. Um, Alongside with that, we're also looking at the fact that this came out in that summer Toei anime fair with the Dragon Quest and Roku Denashi Blue series movies. So we've got Toei, of course, in the mix, like always, bringing these movies all together for the kids, right? Yep. When it comes to the manga, they would have just read the chapter of DBZ manga chapter 187. That's where Vegeta's curiosity saved Cell, literally right when he absorbed that grenade. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. So I find that really interesting, the timing of that, because yep. 
very similar events happen in this movie, just in a whole different way. Yeah. We also have where if they're watching the anime, they would have just seen Dragon Ball Z episode 147, pacing your training Saiyans in the room of spirit and time. And this is right when Trunks and Vegeta are entering the hyperbolic time chamber. So literally, there's no point in time where any kid could have seen, uh, you know, over in Japan at least, all yeah. three of the Super Saiyans all at the same time in the same battle. For us over here stateside, we got this on February the 4th, 2003. This is right between uh, the airings of the Majin Buu saga in late 2002 and when they would be wrapping up in spring of 2003 with the entire series. Sweet. So by this time, we've seen a lot of Super Saiyan action. We're just getting this movie for the first time. So pretty cool to see, of course, because we all love Super Saiyans at like 13, 14 years old back then. <laughs> Uh, of course, you know, 2003 for some of us, maybe some of us a lot younger, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, either way, that was the draw. All that to be said, the only draw here, yeah, basically, literally. <laughs> if you like Super Saiyans, you got this because with this one movie here, we've just got really this immediate threat of androids because that's the current part of the. The, the manga and the anime. But the stakes aren't really that high in this movie. Oh, hell no. It's really interesting, the, just like the way it, it's presented, right? You have the, the androids kind of just like attacking through the city early in the beginning, right? Yep. Um, bef- and like it's just kind of very sudden, right? It, as a matter of fact, even the way this movie starts is it's very much to remind you we're in the android arc, right? After Dr. Jarreau's killed by Android 17, his computer activates his earlier creations, which were Androids number 13, 14, and 15, and they're all given their simple order to go kill Goku. He's in the middle of shopping with the fan, right? All right, who are you guys? (laughs) Red Ribbon, eh? Now I know why I can't sense your life force. It's organic. Yeah. So the, the battle goes on. Super Android 13 goes under a transformation. And we've got the three Super Saiyans to try to stop him from, uh, I guess, killing Goku and everybody, right? Yeah, yeah basically. It's <laughs> basic story here, right? Yeah. But out, outside of that, I mean... It is really like hot-blooded action of our three Super Saiyans fighting at the same time, but they're getting their asses beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah pre- pretty much. It's for like literally. I find it funny that this is the selling point, Super Saiyans, and these guys didn't even turn Super Saiyan until like literally a a, a beatdown. I, I I don't understand that logic per se, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I this is something. This is a Toei. This is a toyism where your characters legitimately have to get their ass yeah. completely handed to them before they even transform. I don't know why they they did three years of training just to master these forms to that uh, to a degree, and they're still having trouble to activate this form. It seems like from what I saw. So again, lol, Toei, you did something that I I, I don't put it past you to you know keep the formula alive, but it you know it's kind of funny. Your selling point is three Super Saiyans, and they don't transform until damn near death. <laughs> so 
I mean, you would think that even your boy Trunks would have transformed off Rip. Oh my God, that the one guy. was hurt by androids, right? That, that guy, Mister Serious, Mister Serious. I'm I'm not letting this timeline get destroyed. Literally, when Doctor Jero activates, oh, pardon me, it's no but, problem. But you're right, right? As, as soon as he activated uh, seventeen and eighteen. He's the like, first thing he does is pull up on on him. Is like, no, nah, uh, uh-uh, I'm not letting y'all get rid of this timeline because Vegeta was trying to just be like, hey, no, nah, let's see what happens, right? Like he, you know him, but Trunks is like Mister Serious. He has this PTSD going on where like he's seen this shit before. So him taking light of these androids, very out of character, I guess. Maybe he was underestimating them, but I don't really. I've never gotten that vibe. From Trunks at all in the original series. So again, this is probably like a toyism where you gotta make him a little bit lighthearted, I guess, to a degree, just to underestimate the villain before actually raising up the stakes. So uh whatever. <laughs> I mean it's whatever. It's, it's it's sad to say it that way, right? But the truth <laughs> is that is basically just what the movie is all in all. It's Toei giving us their own story of an android-related sort of action story here, but they don't give us any sort of meat to the story in in terms of something to stick to, right? Um, Even in terms of Akira Toriyama only designing the three characters, right? Uh, But he didn't contribute to the story's development at all, right? As a matter of fact, it's so much that where Toei got involved is that in the original designs, number 15 and 14's names were reversed. Oh, God. The animation <laughs> team was the ones who swapped those numbers for whatever, for just for whatever story development reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like literally Toei got their hands involved at every step of the way when they came to making this uh, movie. Um, now, of course, as far as where it would fit, I mean, the time period itself is like, I mean, we don't well, have we'll Gohan's be, saying, right? Be honest. <laughs> let's, be, let's be really honest. It's a clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. Like, because we have 17 just killed Dr. Giroux. So 17 and 18 are out there somewhere, I guess. They're just chilling or whatever. They're on the road. On the road again. Basically. But everybody else is chilling too. Because, I mean, yeah. the Sun family's all going shopping and shit. I you don't know? even know how. Like, Goku legitimately, I guess, he woke up instantly. I guess the medicine really healed him up that fast in this movie because he's back. <laughs> I mean, chilling. even Daisenshu 6 says the time period can be inferred that uh, from the fact that Dr. Goro is uh, exterminated during the course of the film and that Gohan cannot yet become a Super Saiyan. Uh, however, at the time frame, Goku was either passed out in his contagious disease uh, or in the middle of training in the room of spirit and time. So it could be said that these are the events of a parallel world. And to be real with you, that's the only way it works. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because there, I mean, you'd have to, basically they just want you to turn your brain off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah this is, this, yeah, and that, I, I, you, you got that big vibe from here. Like, this is just mindless action. Yeah. Like, you're not, don't take the plastic. This is a generic anime movie. Yeah. This is just, you just, you, the selling point, the title of the movie is what you're getting. That is all. Don't take this movie serious at all. 
Exactly. And, and you re- you really can't. But I mean, for what it is, it's pretty cool. We got some slice of life moments right in, in yeah. early in it with uh, you know Mochi <laughs> going around looking for, basically looking for the host, right? Basically. Basically. <laughs> basically. You know, he 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 makes it a, a, a instance to say like he's looking for uh women of a certain build, right? So it was just yeah. <laughs> That, that that's you just get these little simple gags and whatnot. Yeah. Um, not really a whole lot added to it. Even in terms of there just being the puns, everything's really straightforward. Um, Android number thirteen was just named for the fact that thirteen's an unlucky number and yeah. uh, was an artificial human that didn't appear in the manga. Fourteen and fifteen become before sixteen, so there you go. Like. Were they malfunctioning? <laughs> were they just? Were these Jeroz? Uh. Uh, let me throw them aside because they ain't really that much. I guess, man. I, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, he didn't have time to get to them, something. Uh, I will say what I did enjoy in terms of both the sub and the dub, this is just me, right? Gotcha. I'm going to give the dub some credit for <laughs> at least having fun with it, right? Oh, yeah. Because the voice for Android 13 being a redneck is just hilarious to oh, me. That's hilarious as like, well. <laughs> like, okay, the, you have this character that in Japanese he's just played straight like it's just a dude with a vest on and a trucker hat, right? Yeah. Like, I guess really they're going for just like a Terminator sort of vibe for this movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Even down to like the way um, whenever uh, Master Roshi was scanning through the crowd, like it showed like a sort of screen that looked like the Terminator when he was scanning people, right? So they're just kind of going for that sort of thing. Um, but outside of that, on the the dub, like I said, they have this like redneck, like <laughs> like Trunks even calls him a redneck at one point in the dub. And like he tells him like to be quiet with this $30 haircut. $30 haircut. Pitiful humans, war, segregation, hatred. Is that what you've done with your free will, boy? Don't you lecture me with your $30 haircut. Goku dies. We'll see you, Red Ribbon Redneck. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Infamous line. I thought that was... Infamous line right there, man. Yeah. I thought it was... I, thought, I mean, it's goofy, but at least Funimation was like, bro, like, if we have nothing, let's give it a little something, yeah. right? They didn't come up with like rant. They they didn't try to explain where these androids came from or nothing. They didn't give us any like made up lines this time. Uh, I mean, outside of the the whole thirteens, like oh y'all have segregation and all these injustices yeah, yeah, stuff, right? Like there's that, but <laughs> come on. I mean, <laughs> again, they're playing. They're just playing on the character because there was nothing there, right? So I'll give them that. If, if anything at all, and uh, and then in the Japanese version, like we got some of the best music from the show in this movie. Yep. That's all. Uh, some some of Kikuchi's score directly from the uh, the cell arc um, was used in this movie, which I really liked. Yeah, that that's 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 a big plus for this movie. That, that yeah, saving grace to be honest, but hey. <laughs> I mean. Uh, aside from that, though, really, that that is about all you have when it comes to this specific movie here. Yeah. I will say you have the lasting effect of there being these androids still showing up in modern content, right? Yeah. 
Um, we've always had them show up in games like the Budokai Tenkai G3s. Yeah. Right? Uh, um, we do have 13 showing up in like Xenoverse 2, uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, but again, that's just one of those things where those characters are always going to be a part of the well that Bandai has available. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, to use right I did find it interesting that they we had like a different director with this movie though mm. um, as well it, we had Kazuhiro Kikuchi who was a main director for Saint Seiya oh that's, um, that's hella interesting and if you consider the fact that this is a movie where we have heroes grouping up to fight a continuous battle yeah, at least that makes sense in how he directed the movie mm-hmm. right it's just Dragon Ball Z is not a Saint Seiya story. Oh, hell no. So <laughs> in that way, just it only goes so yeah, far if you're not gonna give them a a storied reason to fight together. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, hell, even Vegeta just pops up out the ice and is like, "Hey, y'all getting y'all's ass beat? I guess y'all need somebody." <laughs> Literally, yeah. It's just, oh, here's my grand entrance, and it's a good entrance. It's really cool. As a kid, I popped. I definitely popped seeing him. Hell yeah. Like, that shit was dope. But That's one of 13-year-old Jay's favorite scenes for sure. <laughs> just popping out the goddamn ice like, yo, I see y'all need my help. <laughs> but eh, it's a lot of cool moments in the movie. And I guess that's the saving grace for me. Like, you have nice little scenes that I feel like samurai-esque in a sense. Like the yeah. like the Vegeta clashing with the android, Trunks clashing with the androids, you know, doing that little stare down where... Yeah, something you know you're expecting the effect. Who's gonna get hurt or whatever? It's kind of cool, and you do have a cool moment to a degree with not even cool. I guess funny and infamous moment where thirteen punches the living shit out of Goku's balls for whatever reason. Like (laughs) the animation frame literally shows a snap. Like literally, yes, painful. (laughs) That's crazy. Like. If you ever wanted to know how did Goten ever get formed, <laughs> this movie does not help because <laughs> he, <laughs> he really did damage. It's so funny. I actually I remember this being used in a, a uh, what was that? What was that? It was a cartoon on on Adult Swim. Was Robot Chicken? They had their oh, own. They had yeah. their little rendition. Goku's like, oh my Dragon Balls or whatever. Right, so it's yeah. hilarious. It, it it did have that impact too. You're yeah, right. So it was cool. Yeah, you you had some moments. This movie, like this, is again. We this is like a walking AMV. To be honest with you, <laughs> like if anything, For real. Like, that's I guess this was that era where Dragon Ball's like, let's give you moments and cool scenes, and that's about it. And you got them. Like if you ever wanted to watch this movie. You're not watching the movie for the sake of the plot. You're watching the movie for, in my opinion, you're watching it strictly for moments. That's how I felt watching this movie. Like, this is one of those movies where you're like, hey, do I really want to watch it on my spare leisure? Man, I'm going to throw on Goku getting punched by Android 13 in the balls. Like, or whatever. Or even the, the infamous one where Goku, like, absorbs the spirit bomb and, you know. Yeah. Hits him with the LOL Kenshiro punch and ends and saves the day or whatever. Like you have cool moments. Like that's that's the big selling point for this movie. Saiyans and cool shit. 
that is all. <laughs> but you, I mean, when we take into consideration, right? As simple as mm-hmm. that is as a concept, this movie did sell well, man. I mean, it made a cool twenty million in Japan whenever it first released. As, you know, two point five five billion mm-hmm. yen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We had they had an overall attendance of four million people. My God, it's this it's a summer <laughs> celebration, bro. Yeah. So they were going to be in the theaters just to see three Super Saiyans <laughs> fight together. And even if that is all it is, shit, it worked, it, bro. It worked. This is like like. This is one of those decisions where it's like, yeah, you made some mid, but at the same time, you you got your you did the job. Like you got sometimes the mid do be hitting. Like sometimes that mid do be hitting. Like you have to you have to take what it is. And I guess that I guess during that time period, you you're selling the movie to. That's all you really wanted. Like like you're like, do you really need anything else? If you wanted a serious like at least a serious phase of Dragon Ball, you have the manga going and you have the, the anime going, showing like critical parts to where like some shit really bad is going to happen. So it's like, hey, if you wanted something really serious, go just read the uh, the official material. This is the movie. This is the movie for the fun. It's summary of like literally. It's- and with that being said, man, I mean, Toei, them being in their bag in the summer, they followed up the next summer with another one where it's like hey yo listen to we're gonna get you into the theater we we might show you a little song oh before my, we get you in the oh theater just to God, get you yo. in there <laughs> right yo. but we're gonna get you in that damn theater and you're gonna be ready for another summer classic and in the summer of 1993 toei brought us the galaxy at the brink this super incredible guy aka Dragon Ball Z Movie 9, Bojack Unbound. Earth is in great danger. From what? You mean who? Bojack. Uh, Bojack? A dark demon of the worst sort. Psychotic, unstable, filled with malice and rage. Long ago, he tried to destroy every galaxy within the Dormidia Sector. Sounds like King Piccolo. Yes, but far more powerful. He has an insatiable appetite for genocide. We, the guys, took it upon ourselves to stop him. All four of us fought together and see a Bojack within a star at the edge of this galaxy. He's trapped in a star? Not anymore. You set him free when you destroyed my planet during your battle against Cell. The seal was broken, leaving Bojack unbound. Now he has returned for vengeance. And it looks like his first target is planet Earth. So, my man, like I said, bro, this is the summer of 1993, July 10th of 1993 to be specific. And this time it's the Toei Anime Fair again. Now... We have to keep in mind the kids was going to show up for this one in full force either way or full year later because they got nothing but Toriyama heat and a little something else to to really get them riled up, right? We had four movies showing, not just Dragon Ball Z Movie 9. We got Dr. Slump and Arale-chan Incha from Penguin Village with love as well as the fourth movie they showed. The first Yu Yu Hockey Show film. That's crazy. <laughs> this was a hot. I year. mean, this was a hot year. Dog. This was a hot year. <laughs> they made sure that they were gonna bring some heat to that theater that year. If you had told me, like, bro, like you get to go see Dragon Ball Z, some Slump, 
some Arale and you Hakusho, bro. I, yeah, as a Japanese kid, I would have been like, yeah, no, nah, let's go, let's go two oh, times. Hell yeah! Like I'm getting the boys back in town. Like yo, we gotta see this dude. <laughs> like what? You kidding me? And considering the fact that it's a really, really hot time to be a Dragon Ball Z fan at this point, because episode 192 would have just aired, and that's where Goku tells everyone he's going to go train in the next world. Goku's decision, right? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right oh. when he says, like, nah, listen, I'm, I'm hanging back for a, for a little bit. And then... If you're just still reading the manga on a weekly basis in Shonen Jump, you got chapter 235, which would have just come out. The Tenkaichi Budokai draws near. This is the chapter where Gohan finishes training Videl and uh, Vegeta's training with Trunks Ooh. right before the 25th Tenkaichi Budokai. So you know a whole new arc is about to start. You don't know what's coming there. It's really interesting times to be a Dragon Ball Z fan right now. Oh, yeah. No Goku. In the- <laughs> Yeah, yo, yeah, like you know, you know for a fact, like okay, we've got Gohan and like Vegeta kind of running the show right now, right? Um, and then if we consider the fact that in the states when this released, that's August 17th, 2004, that's a year after Dragon Ball Z ended on Tsunami. Mm. So, you know, like everybody at this point that's really into Dragon Ball Z at this point would have been finished it with it here in the states. And we're just really waiting for the rest of the movies to oh, come out. So I remember, you know, at this point, I, w- I was I was in high school. Wow. Oh, we old. We old. We old. We old, we old, old We ancient. <laughs> yes. But, like, by that point, I was just wanting to see what the Funimation version was and have my own DVD of it. Mm. Because, like I said, I grew up on that old VHS yeah. where I watched this and I was... I ran this back a thousand times just to see Super Saiyan 2 go on another time. <laughs> I don't blame you, bro. It was that guy. He was that guy. That, shoot, 2000, 2004? What, what, what was I doing? I know I was playing Dragon Ball games. Ooh! 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 Blues Furry and Budokai 3. Abuse, uh, yeah, abusing sure. that. <laughs> Literally abusing that. That's all I. That's yeah, all I played. <laughs> that's all I played, yo. Literally, at the time, it was it was rough because you didn't you weren't watching Dragon Ball episodes, but you had a lot of games like, and that was for me growing up. Like, if we didn't have anything to watch, I would just make my own shit up. Like, I'd make my own custom stories or whatever, just using the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. games. So Budokai Three that helped a lot. You know, I had my own. I feel I had my own tournaments going on or whatever. Like. Yeah, I made I made sure that I was gonna have fun or whatever. Like that was my fanfic era, writing up plots or whatever in in my head. You know, just typing it up, printing it out. Like I was making my own manga. <laughs> I was making my own. I was making my own AF, just live day by day in the crib. So this was it's an interesting year for us getting the movie. You're and it's so wild, man. We be having su- such a similar childhood yeah. because I can definitely remember playing the games, playing the little emulators on the computer, mm-hmm. just like playing, you know, Butoden 2, right? Ooh, what a game, yo. Playing playing whatever I could get my hands on with, with Dragon Ball Z characters and really just in the, the thick of it. Like, yes, man. Like, seeing like, oh, no. I ain't ever seen Gogeta versus Broly. Not no, knowing no, no. that <laughs> years from now, I will get a legit fight to that. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, man, doing all kinds of stuff like that, bro. It was really it was a really hot time to be a Dragon Ball Z oh. fan. Now, 
in terms of going back to Dragon Ball Z Movie 9 in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. This one, we got the Money Family, and they're hosting a Tenkaichi Budokai, but everything goes terribly wrong when Bojack and his minions show up in the final stages. The Z-Warriors are handedly defeated, leaving Gohan to face off against Bojack all alone. Okay, on Gohan's newly obtained Super Saiyan 2 transformation saved the day. Bro, outside of us seeing Gohan go Super Saiyan 2, when it comes to the story here, I would say we have like maybe two notches higher <laughs> above movie seven, just in the sense that like we get a little bit more slice of life, yeah, right? Of course. We get a little bit more of the characters kind of like interacting with each other. Um, the, the scenes like Tien versus Trunks stand out and come to mind, mm-hmm. or uh, Krillin comic relief whenever he was matched up with Piccolo yeah, in the yeah. tournament, right? Stuff like that comes to mind. Other things that also kind of set this movie apart is the art direction, uh, because this is right when Tadayoshi Yamamuro took a, took over right along with Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru, mm-hmm. right after Maeda left from the Perfect Cell art. So we're, we have the first movie where we're kind of going into more, well, not the not so much the the first. The first would be the movie before this, but a movie which I would say the art kind of goes more towards that sleeker, uh, straighter animation as opposed to the rounder style that Maeda had before. So that was something I did notice watching these two back to back when I was younger and uh, here again recently. Um, but going back to just how they they marketed this in in Japan uh, originally, like like we said earlier. They would get fans in the theater by showing a trailer that, interestingly enough, none of the stuff that happens in this trailer happens in the movie. They lied. <laughs> you Big time. They lied. Now, uh, we'll, we'll, we will leave a link to the trailer uh, in the description of this episode so that way you can watch it. Um, because it, it's not something where even if I played an audio clip, like you wouldn't be able to yeah, tell what's going no. on. It literally, the trailer just shows Gohan, Trunks, and Krillin come across some villains that are like hanging off of the, like off of the top of a cave, like 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 vampires or something, like bats in a cave. Like what, dude? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it shows like Goku doing a warp kamehameha in mid space, and then him teleporting away from something with uh, instant transmission, and that's all the original trailer from Japan shows you, and. I, I watched this movie twice this past week. I don't remember none of that shit happening. No Super Saiyan goddamn Goku in this movie. You guys lied. Like, what? Imagine playing with the kid. Like, yo, you playing with the kid's soul right here. Man, Goku is dead on both ends of the field. He's dead. If you're watching the anime, he's dead. He's not. He said he's not coming back. And I'm like, he's yeah. still dead. He's only coming back for one day. So... You're just tight, regardless. Like, okay, this is the only chance I'm gonna get to see Goku from what this movie's showing me. I'm gonna see Goku, and he's transforming, so shit is real. The villain must be tough and bad if he has to go transform. So, That's right. Again, you lied. You bet you lied. Tell you lied. Japan lied. The subs lied. 
<laughs> and not even the subs lied, the dubs lied too. Dude. We got Bojack talking about how, you know, like, oh, your dad made a mistake. Uh, you know, wish your dad, you know, for me in, in hell or whatever. And it's like, bro, Bojack, you ain't never met Goku. You, you ain't like, never seen Goku a day never in life. met this dude. This is the first time we even saw you. That's the first time we even alluded to the fact you are a thing. Who are you, man? <laughs> Who is this guy? And then Gohan talking about some, I'm my father's son with the commandment. It's just like, on, like what What are we doing on, here? Dude. Come on. Like, is I will say, like, unlike unlike movie seven, where they were just trying to add some to, to it, the dub here is just like being silly, Funimation as usual, doing what they do, <laughs> throwing in standard lines where it's just like, oh, okay, let's. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, let's try to make some sense where we don't need to make more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are little cool, neat parts though. Like I said, uh, Gohan sort of going through that that whole fighting style the way he did when he fought the Cell Juniors yeah. against uh, Bojack and uh, and his uh, minions. You know what I'm saying? His gang, right? Uh, the Galactic Warriors. It's just like there there wasn't a lot outside of that, though, right? I will say there's some, like, parts, even in, like, the animation. When I was a kid, I got mixed up with... <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, like, when Trunks was fighting uh, against uh, Goku, yeah. you know, he tra- he, does that, um, he does that transformation state, and then Trunks, like, punches through, and then the camera turns back, and you see like Bojack <laughs> beat down Trunks yeah, right like, after that's that. That's crazy. It's like his his silhouette, mm-hmm. right? To me, as a kid, I thought it was that like Goku or transformed into Bojack or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Like the like I don't know. Like the way that it, it went about it was just like really odd. But uh yeah, no, nah, like outside of that, that that was really all uh that that uh kind of got me as a kid. That was like more of a what the hell happened there sort of thing. Yeah. Like, um, I will say there were some like other little cool moments too, such as when Goku's playing cards with King Kai over in Outworld and I'm oh, sorry, Outworld, like, what is this, Mortal Kombat in Otherworld. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when they're playing cards together, um, you see the the Emperor Pilaf, Shu, and Mai. Uh, on those cards, like the only time they show up in Dragon Ball Z, so that was pretty, yeah, was dope. Uh, pretty awesome with them uh, having that little cameo there too, and the color that they used in in this, like the, the art direction with those darker lines, the bluish hue to Goku's hair, Hercules' hair, yeah. all that kind of stuff just stands out. Hell yeah, yeah! In terms of how they uh, went for it with Movie Nine. Yeah, it, for for me, there's not much. <laughs> like, yo, I want to say that this movie is really not that good to begin with. So, like, the only cool moments I see from this movie in particular is like the last five minutes of the movie. Like, Goku doing, I go, Goku just appearing in the movie. That's really a big thing for me, because again. This is the this is the era, this is the arc 
I guess you're supposed to take place after the Zelda games, and Goku's like, I'm not coming back to this place again. Like, go on. At the very <laughs> least, yeah, I will say this one, this one may, you could say this one could happen. Yeah, like, like this is the only time you're going to see, like, Goku even make an appearance until that seven years has passed. So it was kind of cool, like, Goku just, uh, like, breaking the rules of other world, you know, you're not supposed to appear like that. You need a, you need a favor. Well, it took him a, fa- it took a favor for him to come back for like one day. So for him to just go back on the earth and you know save his son from getting smirked, you know, it's kind of cool. And you know the little pep talk, not really pep talk. You just told his son, like, yo, yo, stop acting spoiled, be his ass. I mean, it was kind of cool though. That was really cool. You know what? I will say I thought that part was dope because it it also goes back to when Goku and Gohan were in the hyperbolic time chamber and Gohan tells him, yo, you know, Piccolo always said you wouldn't really be the one that's right to train me like that because you too soft. Oh, that is that's cool. You know what I mean? That's that's really dope, yo. So to me, it always came off as like Goku recognized like, nah, the only way I can really get through to you is if like there's something to kind of piss you yeah, off, that, and that's, what, that's right. always been, that's really been Gohan's thing. Like, yo, you, you got to rough him up a bit. Like, yeah, like, he's not. You can't do the soft the soft shit because in nature he's really a, a like a nice little soft kid. Like, he's a it's a he's a humanitarian basically at at that point. Like, so you know you got to be a little bit rough with him, and we saw that. A, he was he wasn't cutting he wasn't cutting corners you know Goku's kind of like yo I left you over here to defend the earth why are you getting your ass beat like are you making me regret yeah. my decision like it ain't even been like what a couple of months or so <laughs> it's like nah bro quit being soft get out there do what you gotta do you know what I mean he he goes Super Saiyan two immediately shows up shows out gets rid of Bojack and then real quick. You know, I will I will say I, I like the way that that was handled. But like you said, it's the only the really the, the last five so minutes that uh, like one of the movies like that's the last five minutes is like your selling point. Like this is the real shit that you're gonna like and enjoy. That's the serious the seriousness. Everything else is lighthearted and I don't mind lightheartedness because I like slice of life shit. You know, especially with DBZ because you don't get that much in DBZ. Like you're not getting no slice of life shit. Well, maybe in the filler or so but other than that like it's everything is serious so like the first 30 minutes really cool the last 20 minutes or so it's like what <laughs> like yo you're just trying to replicate the cell saga and it's it's yeah. done terribly wrong we've seen, and, and <laughs> we've seen that feels like more of toei having to do what they always do with like okay we got to get this to an ending so that way uh, you know, we've showcased all we needed to. But those first 30 minutes, it's, it's interesting you point that out because this movie does have a different director mm-hmm. than most of the, the Dragon Ball Z movies uh, as well, right? Yeah. Um, this movie has Yoshihiro Ueda um, as the main director. Now, he's someone who was a, a director for Dr. Slump throughout oh. most of its anime, right? Yeah. But he's also the director for episode Bardock. Oh, plan to eradicate shit. the Saiyans. Oh shit! Yo, Son Goku and his friends return. Ooh, one of my favorites. And 
and Legacy of the uh, I'm sorry, Legend of the Galactic Heroes episodes 28 and 33. Holy shit. So I already love this guy off the strength. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, he's somebody who's good at character interaction. He's someone who's good at at building moments, right? Like e- even the whole deal with uh, Hercule playing sick, yeah. right, and being like, "Damn, why these dudes have to show he, up to this like, tournament?" <laughs> yeah, he he's really good at that. So it shows. Yeah, yeah, it, it shows in, in those moments. It, when it's nothing that has to do with you know with the main fighting in and of itself, um, I, I dig how it, again like there was like the presentation of those uh, those the family that was running the the tournament too like they're just like really jokey yeah. characters right they, they do feel like characters that would have been in Doctor Slum oh time. hell yeah for sure um, so you know there, there's at least some of that uh, because. Not every Dragon Ball Z movie has those sorts of character interactions. So I'm, I'm going to give this movie props there personally for it having those. But it could also have a lot to do with the fact that I absolutely loved this movie as a kid. Like, wow. I really did. I, this was one of those ones where, like, you know how earlier we said, like, sometimes it may be hitting, though. This was some, <laughs> really, some, some really good mid, bro. Like, this is... <laughs> Oh man, this was a man that you cherished. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? This is one this is that like, you know what? We used to have that back after school, you know what I'm saying? We used to just chill and kick back oh, and enjoy some Dragon Ball Z. This was that mid. You know <laughs> this is the mid you reminisce about. You know what I'm saying? This is the the uh the nostalgia mid, you know mm. what I mean? So I I'll give it that. Like I I I it was an enjoyable experience for me. Uh, watching it back in Japanese, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and also, um, you know, R.I.P. to Kohei Miyayuchi, mm. Masaroshi's original oh, yeah. uh, Japanese yeah. actor. This is his last appearance Damn. in uh, Dragon Ball Z. So, you know, the the god giving one last uh, movie appearance in this one definitely got to uh, pay respects and homage to that. Yeah, so, nice little, nice little. Nice little thing to appreciate, but that's about it for for, for that movie. For real, I will say the strongest impact this movie even has really is that I mean, shit. That boy Toyotaro was like, okay, Bojack and them. How about we make the heaters? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like the the new characters that are in even the the granola art right mm-hmm. now are definitely uh, homage to Bojack oh, and yeah. his gang. Um, so, you know, even though we have Bojack showing up in the games, um, just like Super Android 13 earlier, mm-hmm. at the very least, they remember these characters enough to maybe not give them the same names and the same designs, but we do have a crew that's so similar. Like, you could almost say, like, it's the it's the official, like, versions of them, right? Like, it's pretty damn close. We even have like one character in their group that can transform. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's right there. Yeah, so, so. La- lasting effects there. Hell yeah. The outside of all that, man. Like, what were when it comes to like. 
the the characters themselves, right? Were there any points in time where you were like, okay, no, nah, like I want to see Android Super Android Thirteen or BoJack fight a character that wasn't in this movie? And if there was one, what character would you have wanted to see go against these guys? Uh I wanted a personal fight with Piccolo with with thirteen and with Bojack. Especially with Bojack, because again, like I feel like Piccolo, he's this is this is a character that you're like you feel like he's getting pushed aside later on after this arc. So yeah. it's like, yo, this guy just trans like he just fused with Kami. And he was holding his own pretty fine with Android 17. So he could fight. He could scrabble. He's as he's the equivalent to a regular Super Saiyan Vegeta or so. So he could he could fight. So why doesn't he get some licks in? And you know, and you know, just stray away from that formula of just him appearing only to save Gohan's tail. Like you there's a lot of things that could have been like, okay, we could have really worked around with the movies that we were given. Like there's so much things you could have done, and I I don't really like to like do the whole, you know, rearrange a movie thing because you you, you get yeah. you 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 get what you get or whatever. But there's a lot of left things that are left that could have been you know done well, especially in BoJack. Like BoJack to me in this this movie is like you know like how around Dragon Ball Z the Boo arc finishing, and you have that whole time period before the uh, peaceful arc. Where basically, like, they just reunite and do that one last tournament. Like, yes, this is this is your time to shine. You have a nice little piece between the cell arc ending and basically whatever time period you got before the Majin Blue arc really starts. This was the time for you to really take advantage of things. I felt like yo, you left a lot of things to be, you know, worked on. Like Vegeta, he for that's I, true. I I don't really care for Vegeta like that other than like what he does you know beat up motherfuckers or you know like I like the violence from him but there's a lot of things that you could have done with him especially you you left it like you teased it to a degree you know when I say he had lost his will to fight yeah, like yeah. he lost his will to fight hold on what do you mean by that we know as the fan we know why he did that and you even had Chi Chi saying the case like yo because Goku is not really here so but you could have done more with it. Like this is the one time where you could have like worked upon this movie to like build these characters for the next arc because they do a lot of things. The next arc that are like certain, like certainly questionable. You know, that's true. Especially like yo in the world tournament, like like that. Like what? Why do you have Piccolo bowing out from a fight? And why do you have Vegeta like falling into deep temptation just to get strength from another guy? I thought he was comfortable with his strength. Why does he need to, you know, do these things? There's a lot of things that you could have worked upon. Like, oh, well, you know. They, they don't touch on it very much from that point. You are right. Uh, it, it's just brought up that Vegeta, you know, wasn't, didn't have it really in him to fight. You can assume it's because Goku ain't there, right? Yeah. Just because there's that offhand comment. But uh, he only really shows up once Trunks is getting his ass beat. And that's only the case because he only started caring about Trunks after Trunks yeah. got killed. So, you know? Yeah, so, and, you, and it doesn't really, like, that's something that you just have to allude to. 
Because you've seen it before. It ain't talked about. Yeah. Like, there's so much left potential. For one time that you want Funimation to actually do something to throw a little bit of nuance for the characters, they do it. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, they even missed out on the chance. They didn't even right. do it. And you, and you expect it from Funimation. Funimation is the king of, like, doing unnecessary shit. But this is the one, I guess, if it's necessary, you ain't going to touch it. <laughs> like, if it's unnecessary, they're going to do it. Uh, just very wasted potential for, for movie nine. Very, very much. Heard, heard. And, and yeah, really, Piccolo, like you said earlier, should have been the one to to get some licks in with these fights, right. man. Um, it's, Tor- it's, it's Toriyama's favorite character. <laughs> like, yeah. Why can't Lee do something? Like, he's not useless. He's not. He can fight. This is the last time that you're going to see him actually get real licks in. Use it. Piccolo don't do shit in the Majin Buu besides be a, a basic a guidance counselor for the little kids. <laughs> That's all he does. So yeah. take advantage. He's a, he's a babysitter in, in, in a lot of the Majin Buu arc. You're right. Vegeta, he's only going to have that one cool fight with Goku. And then he's going to turn into stone until he gets brought back. Give us some action. Give us some sort of, you know, a little bit oomph. It's there. Like, don't. It hurts. Like, if there was none, like, if there wasn't things to be worked upon, I would have just ignored it. But you mentioned it. Don't tease me with things and not, not expound upon it. That's really whack. Like, it's really whack. I get it. It's 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 a nice little movie to, like, unwind. But no. No, this is an important. This is an important time period in Dragon Ball for me. It is. It's so much things that you have, like you can work upon, so you can make the next arc do something. You know, a little stand out. You know, but oh well. I'm not Toei. I'm just a fan. What do I know? What do I really know? And you know, at the end of the day, we we're really just here to give as much as we can, as as far as any sort of uh, retrospective on the movies. We can only really work with what they presented in the films themselves, right? Exactly. Obviously, when you've got this many films in a franchise, not everything is gonna be the dopest, hypest, greatest movie oh, yeah. ever, right? Oh, I mean, that the you don't. We, we don't get to those until 1995. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, it's it's just something where, at the very least, what they did do was say, hey, listen, if you're looking to see all three Super Saiyans in the same movie, here you go. If you're looking to see Gohan go Super Saiyan 2 again against a fierce enemy, here you go. Other than that, bro, that, that's what you're getting in the theater and if that's it. We only got one serious, we only have one serious moment in us, and that's about it. Nothing more, nothing less. If you want seriousness, go rewatch the the anime or go buy some Shonen Jump chapter and that's about it. Like, you're not getting anything serious. I get it. At least not in the summer of 1992 and 1993. But I will say, though, dog. In the spring of 93, the spring of 94, and the summer of 94, these boys at Toei, they 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 had somebody, man. Oh. They had somebody where they, they tried. They gave us, they was like, oh, okay, listen, man. It, if, if we're just going to give you characters here, 
where it's just we're gonna feature a, a battle and that's it and we're just giving you these moments with the the main cast themselves they with these movies in 93 and 94 decided no we're gonna give you a character that we're gonna feature and this character is gonna give the main cast problems that's all he does he's gonna get a whole (laughs) year and a half he gives and that man is the legend himself the legendary super saiyan broly legendary idiot I mean, let's let's at least let wait till we get to him to tear the man down if we're gonna do that. But I will say it's gonna be a lot of fun going over these three because these are three of the most famous Dragon Ball Z movies, um, at least in the West ever. Like these are some of the ones that put the movie, uh, sorry, the Dragon Ball Z movies on the map. At least two of these. I'll put it that way. Um, with Dragon Ball Z movies 8, uh, Burn Up, uh, Red Hot Raging Super Fierce Fight, also known as Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan, uh, Dragon Ball Z movie 10, The Dangerous Duo Super Warriors uh, uh, Can't Rest, um, which is uh, Broly Second Coming. That's right. And then we had Dragon Ball Z movie 11, Super Warrior defeat. I'm the one who will win. Also known as Dragon Ball Z. Bio Broly. <laughs> also known as the one that nobody likes. <laughs> I can't tell you a single person I know who says Bio Broly is their favorite. Yeah, you, I can't. I yeah, can't you tell really got to be a different species to like that one. But hey. But like we said, we're gonna save all three of those next week as we're going into a triple feature. With that boy Broly from Dragon Ball Z. So y'all be sure to join in. Tune in next week. Make sure you go ahead and watch those three movies. Uh, if you stop one short, we won't blame you. Trust us. We understand. But uh, we'll, we got to do that for y'all either way. So tune in next Wednesday. We'll be glad to give you all these Dragon Ball Z movies, all three, and, and go into how we felt back when we were younger and how we take take away uh, from these as well as all the the nitty-gritty along the way. Yep. But until then, it's your boy Jay. It's your boy D. We're glad to have brought you this this week, man. And always remember, subs live, dubs live. We don't. Peace, y'all. I'll add your boys. <laughs>